This is another 419 Grind exclusive. DJ Scott Smooth, what's up? What's up? What's going on, man? What's, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get you in here to uh, I'm doing a uh, kind of like a reflection uh-huh. of the uh, history of the Toledo DJ. Yeah, so I kind of uh, want to talk to you about how you started DJing and uh, you know how everything uh, uh, grew from when you was a kid to to now. Okay, well it started when I was when I was a kid. I was always in the music, right? Because um, it was always around my house, my mom, uh, my auntie, my uh, uncle, they were into um, my aunt. She uh, sung. She was in a group that was signed by uh, James Brown. Back oh, okay. In, back in 1970. Yeah. And my uncle, he was in uh, cover bands and stuff like that. Like he had signed with uh, Sugar Hill Records right. back in the day, back in the late 70s, early 80s, but their record never came out. Okay. Um, and then he got into um, he got into playing for gospel groups. and then. But I was always into the music because it was always around my mom's house. She always had right. Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway. So when I got about five, I started listening to the radio. Hmm. And my mom used to ask me, like, you know, always used to ask me what you want to be when you grew up. I was like, I wanted to be a DJ because I was always fascinated with the DJs listening to the radio. Right. And then once I got about five or six, I started collecting records. So you wanted to be like a radio DJ? I I wanted to be around I wanted to be a radio DJ yeah. until I seen the hip hop DJ. Ah. Uh, and that and that was that was down the line. What year was that when you uh uh when I wanted to be a hip hop DJ is when I seen um, it was about 83, 84, uh, run DMC. Okay. They came to Scott high school. Oh, wow. With new edition. And my dad, he, um, he had something to do with it. So he took me and my brother, but I missed run. He, he took us. We got there late, Yeah. but didn't, didn't get to see run DMC, but jam master J was still on the turntables. Uh-huh. Warming up right. for a new edition, and once I seen Jam Master J doing that, I was like, I was hooked. Yeah, yeah. So that that really made me get into the hip hop DJing. Still didn't have two turntables. Okay. So what I did, I used to make tapes, and uh, and I used to make pause tapes. What a pause tape is, if you want to keep the loop. Or keep a certain part of the song oh, okay. yeah. continuous. I used to make pause tapes all the way up until I was about, I say about eleven, twelve. When did you start? When did you start doing that? Uh, I started making pause tapes when I was about, I say about seven, eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was doing that since I was about seven or eight. Okay. And then um, for my 
I say my 11th or 12th birthday, my mom bought me one of those Radio Shack mixers. Okay, yeah. And I had already, by then, I had already had a record player. So I took her turntable. And then Put it I all together. Other, and I had two <laughs> turntables. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that was uh, that was the... Um, that was the start of me DJing. Yeah, and then once I got to, I say about the sixth grade, um, I was I was DJing, uh, beatboxing. You know, me and my friends we right. started a little rap group. Okay, and we was around the school. The principal used to let us come in there and rap during the lunch hour, and, right. and beatbox and stuff like that. And then the summer. After my sixth grade year, uh, right before I started Robinson, I used to have my homeboys come over. We used to rap over instrumentals okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. I was still in the DJing, but right. I wasn't into blending and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or what DJ is doing now, I was just in the scratching okay. the instrumentals for my homeboys while they rap. Yeah. So, oh, so you, you was the DJ of the group? I was the DJ of the group. Okay. Because well, uh, I, I had the records. You know right, right. <laughs> I had the records. What elementary did you go to? I went to um, I went to Old Orchard. Old Orchard? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and went then went to, to Robinson? Orchard. Then I went to Robinson, yeah. Okay. What was the name of the group? Uh, it was called the B-Boy Posse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and this was, uh, i say, maybe like, uh, i say 88, 89. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah B-Boy Posse. Yeah, B-Boy Posse. It was uh, it was. It was about three of us, about three or four of us. We performed at a, we performed at a couple talent shows at Robinson and Junior High. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And so after the uh, after Junior High, like what uh, what happened once you got to high school? Were you still the uh, once I, once I got to high school, um, I still did it. You went to Scott, right? I went to Scott, right. but I got into sports a little. I got into yeah. sports. I was always into sports and DJing at the yeah, same time. Yeah, you got kind of deep into sports. I got, I got, I got a little bit deeper into sports. Right. So, but at the same time, um, I was still, I was always collecting music, right. DJing, making mixtapes. Uh, once I got to high school, um, that's when I started making uh, more and more mixtapes. Okay. And selling them. I used okay. to use, I used to make. I used to make mixtapes, I say starting maybe like 90, 89, wow. 90, 91. Okay. Because uh, a friend that came over and that was DJ and that was much older, he had started, uh, he had shown me how to make a mixtape and make, okay. a, make, a, make every song blend. Stuff Transitions like, and stuff. Transitions and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I learned from that and then I started making uh, mixtapes. Okay. Yep. And my mixtapes, what I would do is, I wouldn't have enough money to get a haircut. Yeah. I would sell the mixtapes to the barbers. Oh, that wow. Would, that would that was your haircut. That was my haircut. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, that was my thing. And then, um, and then it really, um, in high school, I DJ like, my junior and senior year, I DJed a couple hops. Okay. But it really took off after, um, about my junior or senior year. Okay. Because my uh I had a homeboy uh, that was that was older than me. They had a um they had a radio show. They were going to UT. Okay. And what I used to do, I used to go with them to do their radio shows. And they used to have extra records at the radio station. They used to give me rate uh, records then. And then also mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was on the radio station at Scott. 
I did that too for a while. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I did eighty-eight point three. Eighty-eight point three. I did that my junior and senior year. Okay, and that transitioned me into getting into jazz music. Yeah, and uh, that's when I really found the really the love for jazz music. Right, because I used to have to do uh, commercials and commercial breaks and stuff like that. Okay, and in the meantime, in between time, I would take jazz records and put them on tape and in the in the station in the station okay put them on tape yeah take them home and listen to them try to make breaks and beats out of off the, the jazz, jazz off, off the jazz is that why you got dj got scott smooth yeah that's that's From, that's, that's, that's that's a reason too. okay yeah, but i um i get into that how okay. i got the name dj scott smooth was um my sophomore year in high school we were uh we were basically we were on a black college tour. Okay, and everybody was getting. Uh, they, they had an airbrush guy by Morehouse. Right. Everybody was getting airbrush shirts yeah. with their name on it. He was real talented. Could draw you airbrush right. just like that. And uh, what we did, I didn't have a nickname. Okay, so my homeboy, I had my DJ name uh, was it first. It started in the. In the late 80s to like 90, I say 80, I say 87 and 90, my name was Scotty D. Okay. <laughs> then, then I took the Scotty off, and from, I say, late 89 to 92, uh-huh. it was just DJ D. DJ D? DJ D. No Scott? No Scott. Okay. Then in 92, like I said, let's take us back to uh, the college tour. I was getting right. the airbrush. We uh we basically what we did uh my homeboy was like okay we're just gonna uh, he's like why don't you just say your name Scott Smooth I was like yeah that's that's cool ring yeah and I just stuck with it okay <laughs> my boy my boy uh B Nat he gave me that name okay yep and I just stuck with it and that was in uh, I say April ninety two okay because I remember the hot song at the time. Was crisscross jump and uh, Daz effects, and uh, that's when Arrested Development it just came out right, and stuff right. like that. So, uh, so that's around that time. And then in '92, I was still doing, uh, I was still doing stuff. We were going to the by then in '92, '93. Mm-hmm. Me and my homeboys, we were we was booking studio sessions. We would book studio sessions for like an hour. Really? And go in there and make make, make demos. Make, okay. Yeah, make demos. So I would get the records together at home. Right. Take them to the studio. Had the engineer put them together how I how I wanted it. And that was your mixtape? No, and that was that was that was the beat for the for the Oh okay. for the rap group. For the rap group, okay. Yeah. 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 And and at the same time I was still making mixtapes. Right. Still making mixtapes, selling them and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Now, what uh, I know you talked about uh, working in a radio station at Scott. Like, what other kind of influences besides the jazz music did the working at the radio station have on you being a DJ? Um, it taught me. Um, it taught me the basics of radio station stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. How to do a, how to do a ad and right and stuff like that. You know, yeah. how to you know break, do logs and stuff right. like that. So that's I I work I. Did the radio station my it was partially at the end of my junior year and my whole senior year mm-hmm. I worked in a radio station. Mm-hmm. 
And from that point on, for me, that was like, okay, yeah. this is because I'm around music. I love right. music. My right. dad was a jazz musician. Yeah, so, I heard about your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a jazz musician, so working out at the jazz radio station was like perfect. Yeah, I love music, and then people were like, oh, you got a radio voice. You should do radio anyway. Yeah. But you know, I yeah. never, I never I actually did it for a little bit after high school, but it was something. Uh, the environment wasn't f- fitting for me. Yeah, I I didn't like it either because I used to get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, because the simple simple thing I just got jazz radio station. They wanted to play a lot of beat, a lot of bop jazz. Yeah, yeah. I liked it fusion. Yeah, I liked it George Duke. Right, right, right. Saying? Ronnie Foster. Yeah. You know, Saying right. Idris Muhammad, right? McCoy Tyner, guitar. McCoy Tyner, he was more of a bop because I like I was into the electric jazz. The oh, okay. guys that played the keyboard, right, and right, the right. Electric piano. Yeah, McCoy Tyner was a guitarist, so yeah. McCoy Tyner was a piano. Piano was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was piano? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Piano, and I got a few of his records. I didn't start liking McCoy Tyner until I got older. Right, because he didn't, he wasn't on the keyboards. Yeah. I was on. Yeah, the, he was straight piano. You right, straight yeah. piano. Yeah. So I was, I was in the, uh, I was in the George Duke, all right. the electric stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. I was in the fusion. I was more, in the, I'm, I was more into the jazz right. fusion because the actual uh, fusion, like George Duke with the electric piano, that's where Stevie Wonder, yeah, kind of came in, yeah, and used that same that style, style for for R and B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was in, I was into that, and I used to get in trouble for. Because back then we had CDs, yeah. and on the CDs they said NFA. I know. They, I, had, they were called NFAs, well, not for yeah. air. What was uh? What was the teacher's name? Uh, Cushel. Cushel. He John Cushel. Cushel was the teacher, and Jonathan Turner was Turner. the pro- program director. Right. And see what what happened was <laughs> when I played a record that was NFA, not for yeah. air. Jonathan Jonathan Turner would call and say, "Hey, that happened to me before." <laughs> Jonathan was calling on the phone. I didn't answer. Right. I was playing. Uh, I, I don't know if it was George Duke or somebody. Yeah. And <laughs> John Kushel busted in the in the in the room. Was like, "What are you doing? Stop! Turn it off!" I'm like, it's yeah. jazz, right? Yeah, it's jazz. Yeah, I, I got yeah, in trouble. It was it was very formatted jazz. But yeah. I um I didn't I didn't. I started as I got older. I got into that jazz, like um, my Jamal and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. As I got older, okay. And so I took that. That what got me into loving jazz music. That was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I was listening to Tribe, I, I was a real big Tribe called Quest fan. So what I got once I found out they were taking jazz loops yeah. and, and putting hard drums over right. it, and turning into hip hop, right. I was yeah. yeah, I was yeah. That was my style of hip hop back then. Yeah, I mean, I was of course, you know, uh, a Public en- Enemy was probably uh, uh, probably top back then as far as like uh, well known because they were on MTV because of the the brash mm-hmm. uh, inf- you know kind of uh, look that they had and the feel that they had, mm-hmm. and then you come with. Uh, uh, with them coming out with something smooth and kind of like the dichotomy of what they what Public Enemy was putting out, right? So I, I was drawn to that even more. Right. So when you uh, after you what, what year did you graduate from Scott? I graduated in ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah, okay. So my high school years, I tell people right now, my high school year, the music between ninety and ninety four. Yeah. People are still loving to this day. Yeah. 
You yeah. have you got to think about all the artists that came out, all the good R and B, all the good. It was a really good era yeah. when I was in high school. Right. So yeah. Yeah. What 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 was like your favorite uh, your favorite group or your favorite artist during that era? Uh, during that era, I was a real. I, like I said, I liked the Tribe Called Quest. Um, yeah, I was real, real heavy Tribe Called Quest fan. Yeah. Then um, I was. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Uh, EPMD. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I liked it. Uh, I liked a lot of uh, Snoop Dogg. It just dropped. Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. My senior year. Right. So I was in the. I was in the Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, okay. NWA. So you, I liked you, the Digital Underground. So you were West Coast and East Coast. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it all. If it had a funky groove, right? I was never. I could never get into East Coast at all. Really? Wow. <laughs> no, seriously. I was, and, and, and that was and that was a thing, man. You, East. If you like the East Coast in in our city, yeah. you were kind of like an outcast. Yeah, yeah. But see, I was in a I was in a rap crew. We were. Uh, we were, it was in the 90s, um, and we were called the Funkasaurus people. And our and our type of music was kind of like the East Coast vibe. Really? Uh, but with the Ohio funk in surge. Okay, that's, the, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was into West Coast. Right. But my... I was always in the boom bap. I loved, Man, I loved, I, I loved, I loved Gangstar. I loved DJ wow. Premier. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. DJ Premier, he's still one of my right. favorite producers. So, um, yeah, that's what I was into. Q-tip, yeah, I, I could DJ never Premier, get. See, I could not. Dr. Dre. I could never get into like East Coast Dr. Dre or uh, anything East Coast. I was always melody. Is what rung my ear. Uh-huh. So when when Snoop came out, when Dr. Dre came out, mm-hmm. with the Chronic, yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. this is this, was, this is rap music, and it has a melody behind it. Yes, and the way that they put the way that Dr. Dre put his his beats together, yeah, how his albums were put together, right? You know what I'm saying? It was like basically Quincy, how Quincy Jones, yeah. Put albums together. Yeah, he on, was on the hip-hop, the Quincy Jones, Jones of hip hop. Of hip hop, yeah, yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, so. yeah, so. yeah. What uh, now? Going out of high school, mm-hmm. graduating from high school. Uh, where where were your DJ? Like, how did you? Would you still like uh, the scratch DJ? Once I got to, once I left high school, um, I went to Central State. Okay. And I went to Central State quick out of high school. I stayed after I graduated. A month later, I was at Central oh, State. Oh, really? That whole summer. Wow. Yeah. So that whole summer, I went straight from Central State. I DJed a couple graduation parties. People that graduated with me. Right. And I was straight to Central State. Wow. Yeah. And there, that took me to a whole nother level. Right. Um, I I went down there and I met met a lot of people that. I'm saying that right. changed my whole outlook on hip hop because yeah. Central State, you had people from all over the world. Right, right, right. HBCU, HBCU. So yeah. yeah. So once I went there, took took everything to a whole another level. Okay. My outlook on hip hop and everything. They played yeah. a lot. They played a lot of reggae down there. That's where I got really got introduced to reggae and dancehall music and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and it was a it was a guy from Africa mm-hmm. uh, that was down there. He had two turntables, and he had he had a whole DJ set up in his dorm room. Wow. I was always hanging out there. Yeah, and I used to, and I didn't bring my setup to school with me. Right. So I used to go to his room, make mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he was he he had he got a couple parties, and he wasn't really into the to the hip hop like that. So yeah. he would let me DJ with him at the at the uh, hops at Central State. So so we, uh, he DJ he played the reggae music. He played y'all, the so reg- y'all kind of split it up. Yeah, we split it up. He played yeah. the reggae music, and I played the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And that was a couple. That was yeah. a couple times the on-campus parties, and then um, we were uh, after the after a while the on-campus parties kind of subsided. Faded out, yeah, it faded out, and then we started going to Dayton, going to Dayton, and going having a part. The parties were in the clubs at Dayton, so I was just used to sit back and just soak up how the DJs in Dayton right. and stuff like that would do stuff like that so you think you uh brought any kind of influence back from working in Dayton and working with the reggae DJ oh uh, uh, yeah definitely through so through the years um once I got once I got back from Central State mm-hmm. a few years later once I got on the college scene here see my college scene here in Toledo in the in this area right. in Ohio was I say from from '98 to maybe 2003, okay. I was I was doing most of the parties at UT and Bowling Green. Okay, uh, those those five years, right? Yeah. So, where did you go from there? Like, uh, uh, well, were you ever from the, like the time when you were uh, like a group, like a rap group DJ, mm-hmm. to transition into a club DJ? Club DJ. Like, what is? I know there's a difference, but can you explain? Like, I mean, um, uh, uh, it's not really a transition. See, the thing is about DJing is all about timing, right? If you got good, when you're a rap DJ, you gotta be on good timing with the MC, right? You know what I'm saying? When to make the transitions to everything like that, right? Just like in the club, DJing, okay, DJing a party, you gotta know when to make the transition. You know yeah, what I'm saying. See the thing about DJ in the club is you gotta gotta know which which records to pick out. What what's the what's the crowd feeling? Right. You gotta be you gotta have some type of right, connection right, right. with the crowd yeah, yeah. to know what they're feeling. Yeah. Not even with them asking any requests, you just gotta know. Right. You know. Yeah. You gotta, gotta be in tune with the crowd. Right. What what hot songs around and who whose favorite song and who's in the club and because yeah. a, a different yeah. crowd can like a different. Yeah. Different crowd, man. Yeah. I've, I've DJ parties where I've um, I've not played not one rap song mm. and rocked it just like I played a rap song. Wow! So yeah, man, it's it's all about your crowd. Right. It's all about it's all about who's in that crowd that's gonna that's gonna they got the best energy to that's setting the tone and you take it from there. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between DJing a, a party in the '90s? In the in the early two thousand, and or DJ the party or club in the nineties and early two thousand to what it is now. Yes, definitely. What's the difference? Um, back then, um, I would play. I would do a half hour, forty five minute ghetto tech house set. Mm-hmm. I would do. I could even play a lot of reggae. Okay. 
stuff like that. Right. And it would hit. And it would hit. Dance floor went clear. Right. Somewhere it got lost. Right. Where we, well, you know what? We don't dance. We don't dance. And then, then we were dancing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You would, you have, you know, you would, you would play your ghetto tech, your right. reggae. You know, you could even coincide those together. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that was always a good thing. And how, how's it now? Now. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just, it's just the newer stuff that they like yeah. to a slow set. You might, you might be able to do a reggae in a regular, in a regular club, but I was DJing for like two years. I DJed a, a Caribbean club here. You know what I'm saying? The one so, on Bancroft? Yeah, the one on Bancroft. Yeah. I DJed there for a couple of years, and that got me back in tune with the reggae. How record. was the feeling there? Oh, man, beautiful. Beautiful. Like back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, and that was the feeling. It gave you a feeling like back in the day because you were playing reggae music, and then you were, after the reggae set, right. you would have – the futures, the G's, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and people will still be still be vibing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that was a that was a beautiful thing because you had different cultures, right, right, meshing together, meshing together. So that was that was always a beautiful thing too. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy now that you go to a club or uh, or a party and it's like you playing the the what's what's hot right now, mm-hmm. and they just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just more of a vibe and people in their phone yeah, bobbing yeah, their yeah, heads. Yeah. And if they don't know the song, they should examine it. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. Okay, that song's The done. culture is, is totally different. It's different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Social media, it's like, I want to say social media kind of ruined it, but it's social media is it brings on a different uh, culture with everything. Right. Even with parenting. Parenting, everything. Yeah. When you talk to your kids, you know, I, I can text my daughter all day. Right. <laughs> while, while I'm at, while I'm downstairs, she's upstairs. Yeah, just texting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Man, back then, you know what I'm saying. We had to, you know what I'm saying. We had to, we had to talk on the phone. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. It, communication was a lot, yeah, lot, a lot more open yeah, and right. different. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Even at, at at a party, at a club. Uh, back then, you socialize. Yeah, you socialize. dance on the floor. You socialize. Now, if I'm at a party, I'm like this, and I'm talking to the girl sit, standing She's over there, there yeah. texting her. She's texting her, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that and that kind of goes in with the music. Yeah. It's like uh, they feeling it. They they probably having the best time of their life. life. But, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, the phone, <laughs> it's on the man. phone. They, yeah. they, they, they uh, posting it on Facebook. Right. Posting like, it. No. Yeah, the first thing I see now is a lot of girls, when they song come on, yeah. They dancing, holding up their phone, right. their favorite song, letting them dancing. know, hey, hey, this is my favorite song. I'm jamming <laughs> in the club, and I think I think that's that's a beauty beauty thing about yeah, about, it is. about social media, right? Because you, I sh- wish, you sharing I wish we could have had that yeah, back yeah. in the day. Because you sharing your experience with everybody, you sharing yeah. your experience. I'm having a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would have been and dope DJ back then. Is playing my favorite song, right? Right. <laughs> right. So they feeling you, right? They feeling you, and they sharing the experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, I, I look at it as a pretty good. thing. Yeah. I mean, I wish we. We had kind of had that back then yeah. because th- those experiences back doing like like uh I grew up with my my cousins Major and Marquise McCormick yeah. and Tanisa and Jerry and and my brothers and sisters and we had and my uncles and 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 Darren McCormick and and Anthony McCormick my uncles RV and, and my cousin Ray McGlown uh and Crystal McGlown and Catrice McGlown like we had house parties yeah. 
Like it was the 90s. 90s, yeah. <laughs> house parties, like 90s. real house parties. And, the, and that's what I noticed now. I would get a, I would get a person at least once a year that would come up to me and they'd be like, Hey, what's up, OG? And they'd just ask me, How was it? How was it growing up in the 90s? Yeah. I would tell them, man, it was beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. You hear this music? How this music makes you feel now? That's how we that, felt. That's how we felt, man. Back then. It's a totally different vibe. Like you can't even you you can't even really express like the uh, like everything was so involved. Right. Like the music, like you felt the music when Tupac had an album that came out in ninety five ninety four. It was like, oh my god, this is like Tupac's new album, and everybody was like feeling it. Everybody had everybody had me against the world. Yeah. You were right around. You were here. That's what everybody was playing and stuff. So yeah. Is that when CDs first? Yeah. Start coming around. Yeah. CDs. CDs, um, they came out in in the late in the late eighties. Okay, but it mid, wasn't mid to late eighties. But they didn't really get to popping until like the nineties. Yeah, because I remember Cause they uh, were so expensive. Right, they were so expensive. CD were, players in a car. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was so expensive. Yeah. I remember my cousin Chris McGlown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was always uh, had. had I his, remember him. <laughs> oh my goodness! Always had his music. Oh, I always had his music. He used to come down, come down my mom's street when I was little. What street? Uh, uh, in the OSD in Glenwood. Yeah, yeah. Shake the house, man. <laughs> Shake the house. It was like he had a big concert speaker in his car. I thought he used to be playing records in his car, rolling <laughs> <laughs> down the street. I mean, it was crazy, yeah. and, I, and it was so crystal clear. Yeah, but then and he he got me hip to a lot of songs just by riding right, down right, the street. right, right. That's it how you heard no, the new it, mu- it, new it music was from him. Yeah, right, you didn't you didn't have no Shazam. You just had to remember it in right. your head. Like, right, yeah. I remember the first time he put a CD in his car. Mm-hmm. We was like, "What is that? Yeah. Why does it sound so clear?" Yeah, and you heard it down the street. Yeah. It was still still yeah. as clear. Yeah, man, he was. Yeah, he was something. He wasn't yeah. a DJ, but he was. I think he was big to the to the culture. Yeah, and that, and ain't that, that crazy though? Yeah, he was big just by having a booming system, right? And because I, that was the thing back then. That was the thing back then. And if you had a booming system, that would you know, that's how a lot of rappers got on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, play my CD. Play my CD. Right. And beat it through the hood. Yeah. Right. That's how I got hip to Notorious Big when I was at Central State. Okay. It was a dude. He was from New York. He was he was coming. He was right up on the yard in Central right. State, and he was beating uh, unbelievable. Okay. And all I had heard, I had heard a little bit of Juicy. They was playing Juicy on the radio, but I was right. hip to unbelievable. And I was like, "Hey, man, that's the new Biggie Smalls." He's like, "Yeah, it's on the flip side of uh, Juicy." And, wow. Yeah, man, that's how I got hip to. Uh, is big because right. back then I had a I had a homeboy. He was doing it. He was an intern for Bad Boy. Okay. And that's how I got hip to um that's how I got hip to Usher. That's how I got hip to Craig Mack. See, I was hip to Craig Mack, but I wasn't really hip to Biggie. Right, right. But okay. Man, yeah. When he <laughs> dropped matter of fact, he when I was at Central Central State. He was supposed to. Um, he was supposed to uh, come and do an autograph signing. Wow! He had the pictures and everything. Yeah, Notorious Big coming to do an autograph right. signing and stuff like that. So, That's yeah. crazy. Yep. And uh, that next year, in '95, Faith, 
Rafe did the homecoming at Will at Wilberforce. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's like the the air the like the culture is so different now. Yeah. It is. I mean, Faith was huge back then. Yeah. That's just like Beyonce now coming. I won't say Beyonce, but somebody like a like a high female artist yeah. coming and doing a, a the homecoming for for UT or Scott. Yeah, yeah, but that could that could have barely ha- that could have really happened back right. in '97 right. when Destiny's Child dropped and it was on their right. promotional tour and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it was like that. Right, mm-hmm. like we had so much like uh, uh, culture. Like people don't look at Toledo as a as a as a deep rooted hip hop. Uh, or music culture, but I think it is. Oh yeah, definitely because we get, we get, we get from the from the East Coast. We get the, uh, we get the stuff from Cleveland because Cleveland is the main market on the right, East Coast. Right. That's how I found. That's how I used to find out a lot of got a lot of hip hop rap when I was younger. I had a club a cousin that stayed in Cleveland. Okay. And every time I used to go visit him in Cleveland, right. I would always get hip to something new. Right. Because Cleveland was the major market on the east of Ohio. Right. So we had we had Detroit. And we yeah. were always listening to Detroit radio stations. Yeah. Because we didn't have uh back then we didn't have a, we didn't FM, a juice. We didn't have a, a FM radio station a juice. We had VOI. Yeah, they did. But they played a little bit of rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was AM. We wanted to hear it as kids. We wanted to hear it just like JLB. Right. Yeah, Clear. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because we made tapes. We taped stuff off the radio. Right. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And if I taped it on the, off on the AM, it wouldn't sound as <laughs> right, good. Right. It's going to be fuzzy. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so that was, that was a thing too. So, um, yeah, we got Detroit. We had Cleveland. And then we had the stuff from Dayton and Cincinnati. Right. See, um, Cincinnati was a market for for a lot of Southern rap. Yeah. See, the, we that's why we got so much, huh? Mm-hmm. From all different yeah, types. Yeah. We Chicago got, was not that far then, away. Then we got Chicago. Right. We got the we got the we got the we got the house music and ghetto tech from yeah. Chicago and Detroit, right? Which is I ninety four, right? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And yeah. then we got the then we got the southern southern rap because that was a major market. Uh, for southern rap like Master P, yeah, like in the late nineties when he were, when he was coming up, right. You could you could go to Cincinnati, really, and get a lot of his music huh. if it didn't make it if it didn't make it up here. Yeah, I had a right. homeboy. He was all he had every Master P record in the late nineties. Wow, yeah, because he was down there at UC. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy how 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 that the uh, record industry did that. Like they market they only really marketed their demographic. Yeah. yeah, because they back then it was separate though. Yeah, it was separate. It was a lot. It was. I mean, you couldn't go to New York uh, and play Master P. Yeah, you couldn't. You probably still can't now. But I'm saying you can't now. You now, can't they, now? now they now they embrace it, you right? Know, because it was it was it was it was that error, right? You know. But it's it's like back then you could not bring that. It was it was very <laughs> it was very musically segregated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from different, different, even different cities. Yeah, like we would play stuff that was from. That was that was the great thing about the college scene, because you had people from all over. Yeah, yeah. so it kind of meshed so everything. It, it yeah, meshed everything. Yeah, right. Because you, even though you're from the south, you got Atlanta. Yeah, and then you got uh, New Orleans. Right. Those are totally different. Even you got Houston. Right. Which is totally different. You got UGK in Houston. You got. Right. 
Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys, yeah. yep. And then in uh, Atlanta, you got Outcast. Outcast. You Jermaine got Jermaine Dupree, Holy right. Camp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dungeon Family, yeah. Right. And then in New Orleans, you got uh, No Limit, No Cash Limit, Money. Cash Money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are all South, but they have totally, uh, they have their only different, different field. Yeah. yeah. You know, the New Orleans, they got the bounce movement. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. Atlanta was a whole different. Atlanta, it's trap. It was trap, but before that, Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta had a bass movement, too, like Miami. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they had a bass movement. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because remember in the 90s, Jermaine Dupri would bring out those bass records. Right. Like uh, My Boo and, you know, Shorty Swing My Way. That, right. was, that, was, that was all off bass. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, being a, a, a club DJ, mm-hmm. do you – Get people that come to you and say, "Hey, Scott, can you do uh, my mixtape?" Yeah, I've got I've got that before. You've got that. Have you I, done any? I've done uh, I've done a couple before. This is not. Yeah, I done I've done a couple before. I did a um I hosted a a mixtape with uh Magic Wine, okay, Sakosa, maybe yeah. about two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and I did that. Rest in peace, Sakosa. But yeah, that was a uh, that was uh. That was a, the last mixtapes I did, and that was maybe like yeah, 2010, 2011. Okay, so what are you doing now? As far as now, what am I? Um, right now, I'm I'm still in the clubs, right. Jen, a little bit. Uh, I have right now. I'm a record. I'm a record collector, and I have a record store. I have an online record store. Really? Yeah. That, yeah. So I have an online record store, and then I'm in the process now of starting my own. Internet radio station. Wow. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So is it straight hip hop? It's gonna be everything. Everything. Okay. Everything. It's gonna be basically everything that most people want out of a radio. We're gonna you know, we're I'm gonna be doing me and my partner, we're gonna be doing a lot of the programming. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna play play people's records. Local. We're also, we're gonna play. Yes, we're gonna play local records. We're gonna uh, we're gonna play local. Um, we also, what we're also gonna do, we're gonna play all types of music. We're gonna play jazz, but it's gonna be that up tempo, yeah, that good stuff. We're right, play the jazz with the hip hop vibes and yeah, 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 stuff like that. Old stuff and new Old stuff. Old stuff, new stuff. It's not gonna be long as it's good music. And right, it's gonna make you bounce and make you feel good. Right, that's the whole. That's yeah, the whole yeah, thing. I like that. Yeah. Now, uh, what? Tell me about the the, the uh, DJ scene now. How is it? I know is there's a lot of uh, a lot of young DJs, but not that not not, not that many. Yeah. I don't I don't know if like people kind of lost the love to get into it, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't see any younger DJs, younger kid, younger kids getting into DJ. Like, how do you see the DJ progression uh, as it is now? Um, it can progress, but. Thing is, you got to put it in work. Yeah, people feel vibes, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and they know if you ain't, you know, yeah, if you ain't putting in the work, and you know what I'm saying. And then a lot of DJs now is just for show. People think they can get go get a controller, download some music, yeah, and and be a DJ, and be a DJ, and just come with an image and just be a DJ, right? But people have, you know, people have feelings. They feel the music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it takes it takes some work to be a 
to be a good DJ to play the good music and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. Now, uh, a lot of female DJs. Oh yeah, are out. Yeah. I mean, and then they they have they have a, they their own kind of vibe. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it I too. Think, I think it's I think it's I think it's beautiful because back then we didn't have a lot of female DJs, no. man. I, I mean, I can't when I think back, I can't. I don't know man. if anything I can name. I think, man. I think the female, the, the emergence of the female DJ is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it it's is a beautiful thing. Even my daughter, she's hinting at, Dad, I want to be a DJ. I said, really? Okay. All okay. right, that's cool. You got to put in <laughs> some work, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, you now, gotta, what would you tell like a a, a person getting into uh, DJing? What, what kind of advice would you give? Um, I would first tell them to, to build their catalog. Yeah. You know, build build your music catalog. Then find a niche, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because DJing is all about your rhythm. It could be a DJ. You can have the, the greatest image. I've seen so many DJs that might have the greatest image, have right. the best DJ equipment, the image and everything, but they're not the they can't really move they can't really move the crowd on a consistent basis. Right. So Like how well, how how does somebody learn how to do that? Just by practicing? Just by practicing and watching and yeah. finding your rhythm. That's the thing about DJing. You got to find your rhythm. Um, DJing is about being a good DJ and, and, and it's about making good transitions and, and being on beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of DJs out here that play. They play great songs. Right. But they don't know how to transition to the next song. I've heard. I've heard some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They play great. They play yeah. great songs. The yeah, songs but then were, you go from that song to that song. Like that transition was that, that, terrible. That tra- transition was, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, that was, and that's a main thing about being a good DJ. Right. I mean, watch the greats. Yeah. Watch the greats. Watch the DJ scratches. Watch the Jazzy Jeffs. Right. Watch. You know what I'm saying. Watch yeah. the. Greats. And it's easy to do that now. Yeah, because they're and, they're out on uh, Facebook Live. Yeah. And and that's the thing, man. Watch, watch DJs like that. That can you know watch, watch your favorite DJ. Yeah, that's that's the upper echelon. Yeah, don't try to be like him. Right, right, right. But take little pieces here and there. Right. from that and make it make it you. And that's a way you can learn too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, like it's been people that ask me how to you know how do you DJ. I said just find a rhythm, have a good rhythm, drop it on the one, boom. Right. <laughs> Drop it on one, boom. Yeah, know? you know, and that's and then if you can just it's DJs that we call it slam. Okay, slamming is just dropping the records. You know what I'm saying? If you can't transition, just slam until you mm. learn how to make a transition from record to record. That's dope. Just slam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam, just drop it on the one. Right. <laughs> cue, cue your records up. Yeah. Cue your records up and you know at the at the right part of the song, right? And just drop it from there. Yeah. yeah. Now, where can people uh, find uh, like where you DJing at? Um, right now, because of yeah, club, club. situation yeah, yeah. is is different. Right now, I'm I'm doing a um I'm doing a throwback a throwback night mm-hmm. at the agenda. Okay. Um, it usually starts at six six to ten. Right. It's in that area. I mean, it could vary because the club situations right now. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, right now that's that's the that's the main one that's been steadfast 
for for the longest okay. the clubs since since the you know the pandemic and everything. Right. Like that. So, have you uh, have you done any live DJing on, on Facebook? Yes, I do that all the time. You can go to my uh, my Facebook page and find some of my live DJing that I've did within the past three four months okay. since the pandemic. What's your social media? Uh, DJ Scott Smooth. Is that on uh, Facebook and Instagram? Uh, on 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 Instagram is DJ Scott Smooth. That's DJ S C O T S M O O V E. Okay. And on on Facebook is Scott Scratchings. DJ Scott Smooth. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got to do this again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what I want to try to do plan is a uh, a live DJ night. Okay. Here. Okay. With you. All right, for sure. And we do something live and, uh, you know, music go through the Facebook streaming. and Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll set it up. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for coming by. No doubt. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. Thanks, bro. Yep, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching this exclusive interview with the 419grind.com.